Attention valued customers of First Bank Hampton. This is Dave Huberger and we're getting ready for a fresh, exciting update coming your way. We're thrilled to announce that our lobby will be refreshed to serve you better than ever before. Picture this, modern, spacious, and designed with your comfort in mind. Services will not be disrupted during our lobby refresh and you can continue to shop and conduct your daily banking. We can't wait to share a new welcoming atmosphere with you. First Bank Hampton is a member of FDIC. Welcome to the First Bank Hampton Newsmaker Program. Newsmaker is an informative local broadcast presented Monday through Friday on 104.9 KLMJ with interviews available in their entirety online at RadioOnTheGo.com. Each day, newsmakers from Hampton, Franklin County, and around the broadcast area visit with Radio On The Go about events, meetings, public policy, and issues affecting our area. And now, here's today's Newsmaker Program presented by First Bank Hampton, home of Nesteg. Today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is Lacey Schmidt-Munson. She is a program therapist with Senior Life Solutions at Franklin General Hospital here in Hampton. We're going to talk about is September is Suicide Awareness Month. We're going to talk about what is suicide and what preventative measures can be taken so someone can avoid possibly taking their own life. And Lacey, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And this is obviously a tough topic to discuss, but one that always needs to be discussed. Uh, The first question I have, quite simply, what is suicide? And possibly beyond that, what might be going through a person's mind as they look to end their life? Mm. So a lot of times what we're talking about when we say suicide is the act of taking your own life. So we often call it completing suicide instead of committing suicide. Committing kind of gives the general idea that it might be a sin or it's a bad thing for someone to complete suicide. And committing it makes it sound like a crime. So we often say completing suicide. A lot of times what we're looking at is someone who has struggled with depression. Maybe it could be a recent bout of it, a recent bout of bad string of things happening or traumas. It could also be the loss of livelihood, not understanding what they're supposed to do now. Or it could even be that they've had lifelong depression and they they just are tired of fighting. So then who is most at risk for suicide? Well, I wish I could say that um, there is a certain population that is more than others, and, and there are certain populations that get hit harder. And what we are seeing mainly in our area here in Franklin County is an influx in older males completing suicide. And I think that we have that, you know, Midwestern culture, you know, we don't talk about our feelings or don't cry or I'll give you something to cry about. And so we have a generation that was never taught how to talk about their feelings and how to get things out or off of their chest. So a lot of times it feels like there's nowhere to turn. Now, the next question is always kind of hard to answer as well, because a couple of years ago during the spring sports season across college athletics, there are three high-profile names, college softball, college cross-country, that committed suicide. They're very successful athletes, and all three of them had you know, committed suicide there within about a month and a half of each other. And their teammates were saying, we had no idea what was going on, but what are some of the possible warning signs of someone that's going through this? Well, in those particular situations, I would say, you know, talking about wanting to die or killing oneself, it could be a loss of interest in activities that they used to enjoy. It's also that feeling they give you that, and through statements, of feeling hopeless or that they're worthless. And it could be they start stockpiling things, like I stopped taking my medication. It could be I've been collecting more guns, those kind of things to look out for. Some of the other warning signs that we've talked about in the past would be You know, maybe they talk about being overwhelmed all the time, especially, you know, those kids that are in sports or those athletes. 
that's a very overwhelming schedule. How do you juggle your schoolwork, your job, your volunteer activities, along with your activities for extracurricular? That's a lot of pressure on people. And I think what happens is a lot of people don't know how to just sit and be because they're always so on the go. So if we can learn how to just sit with the icky feelings and know that they're going to pass, I think people are better off. But again, it's that go get them culture where we have to be busy at all times or we're not worth anything. And they were athletes, so they're on the scope of, you know, media possibly, and not just that, they're coaches, they're fans, and their own personal goals, so uh, they're just under that much extra stress. Again, we are are joined by Lacey Schmidt-Monson, who is a program therapist with Senior Life Solutions at Franklin General Hospital here in Hampton, where we're talking about September Suicide Awareness Month. Now, Lacey, you're on the side of things where you go to help people with treatments and such. What treatment options are available then with someone that's going through about a depression suicide on their mind and what are some other preventative measures then you can help them with or that they can be a part of? Well what I love is there are so many different treatment options these days compared to even 10 years ago what was available for people for depression. So we're looking at non-traditional methods. Um, Right now there's a lot of research and development utilizing psychedelics and microdosing to keep depression symptoms at bay. And it's really, really effective for those who have had maybe difficulty getting their meds to work or feeling as though they don't have anywhere else to turn, like traditional medication just isn't working for them. Other options include ketamine therapy, which is, it is given in a clinic, in a strict setting, so you're being monitored, and it's a nasal spray sometimes. So there's several different ways that we can get help. There's also what they call TMS or transcranial magnetic stimulation. That's also an option for people. I can say I've gone through that myself, and I had medication-resistant depression my entire life, but once I was able to have the TMS done, my meds were able to start working. So there are many options for people out there. I know it seems hopeless and like there's nothing that will ever help, but we just got to find you the right treatment. So what we can do here at SLS, even though our population is mainly Medicare age, is if you were to call, we're still going to help you find the best services for you that are fitting for you, what you're wanting. So let's say you're 19 and you hear this on, on the radio. You know what? Call us. There's never a problem calling us. It doesn't matter what population we serve. We're still going to make sure you get the services you need. Other options would be calling 911 if you feel that you're in danger. Another would be the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. I was just going to say that Suicide Hotline 988, that launched here in the past a year or two, and I know there's yes. been great success with that, so people can't be afraid to reach out with that number. So the next question, it's kind of like that side person that may know if someone's struggling mentally and are having thoughts of suicide. What does that person do that knows someone else that is struggling? What should they do in terms of maybe finding help for a friend or a family member? Well, they can always call here for advice, but I'm going to tell you, there's a few questions you can ask them, as well as a list of things that you can do and what not to do if you're ever caught in that situation. So some of the questions we usually tell people not to be afraid to ask are, do you ever think about suicide? Or do you have a plan to hurt or kill yourself? Or have you thought about when you would do it? And have you thought about what method you would use? And do you have the means to do it? So these are not scary questions. You're not going to push the idea of suicide into anyone's head. Usually you're picking up signs that's already there. They're just waiting for someone to please ask because they are at the end of their rope. They're looking for a sign. So what do we do? What do we do in that situation? Well, first we let the person talk and we just listen without any judgment. We're going to be very, very careful 
not to give them any type of judgment that might make them feel worse. We're going to reassure them that treatment and help are available and tell them exactly what they're experiencing is treatable and that those suicidal feelings are only temporary. Those are a permanent solution to a temporary problem. What not to do? We're going to try not to minimize the problems or shame the person into changing their mind. We're not going to try to convince them that the person who is suicidal is, oh, it's not that bad. That doesn't feel good. It feels like we're not being validated. We just want someone to say, wow, that sounds really, really hard what you're going through. And also don't preach about suicide being right or wrong. I can tell you as a past smoker, a young, very dumb smoker, (laughs) whenever somebody tried to tell me the reasons I should quit, what does that make me want to do more of? Smoke. The same thing goes for suicide. The more you say, oh, you don't want to do that, you don't really mean that, it's just kind of pushing you further to the edge. Instead, just validate where they're at. Say, that sounds really hard, but I'm really glad you told me. What do you need from me to help you feel better? And if you feel that person's in danger, do not leave their side. Accompany them to an ER. Accompany them here. Get them to SLS. We'll get them to the ER, and we'll make sure that they are safe and someone stays with them. And like you said, talk to them, and when they start speaking, don't interrupt them. Let them release those feelings. So finally, social media is just a big part of our lives anymore, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I know there are scams out there as we speak. There's a big story from Montana with this online scam, so to say. A young teen took his life out there. What role does social media play in regards to September being Suicide Awareness Month. Just kind of talk about that social media impact on this as well. What I try to tell a lot of people is I know it's very, very hard not to pay attention to social media. It's everywhere. It's pretty prevalent in all of our lives. We all use it in some form or another. However, when it comes to our mental health, that's the time we need to back away from social media because it doesn't matter if they're positive messages or sad messages that we get. Either way, they're going to be sad to somebody who's struggling emotionally. And the reason I say that is is because we're going to look at pictures of everybody else's perfect life and think, mine will never look like that. But the thing to remember is you're only going to see the happiness on Facebook. You're not going to see people airing their dirty laundry when things are going wrong or when they're being met with difficulty. So it might be better for some to just step away from the social media. For others, please keep in mind that anything that you see We're only getting one screenshot or a snapshot in time of somebody's life. I guarantee they struggle too. They struggle with something. They're going through a hard time as well. It's just that you don't see it. So don't let that image fool you into thinking it's just me because it's not. Yeah, it's very true with that person has a better life than me. But like you said, that's one snapshot of their whole life. So very important in how social media can play. Again, we are joined by Lacey Schmidt-Monson, a program therapist with Senior Life Solutions at Franklin General Hospital in Hampton, talking about this month being Suicide Awareness Month. And obviously it's a hard topic to discuss, but one that needs to be discussed more like you said. And Lacey, before we let you go today, anything else you'd like to add about this topic here today? Yeah. Again, like I said, if anybody out there is struggling or you're worried about a loved one, I don't care if they're Medicare age or not, Senior Life Solutions will gladly help you with any services that you need. We are here if there is somebody over 65 that is struggling and experiencing depression or anxiety related to life changes that are associated with aging. You can always make a referral to our program, including self-referrals, and you can call us at 641-456-5935. Well, Lacey, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Always appreciate when you talk about these certain topics, and we'll talk down the road. Sounds good. Thank you. 
All right, that's Lacey Schmidt-Monson, today's guest on our Newsmaker program. First Bank Hampton's Newsmaker program can be heard every Monday through Friday on 104.9 FM following KLMJ's News at Noon. To hear today's conversation in its entirety, visit RadioOnTheGo.com, click Newsmaker under the News tab. Podcast listeners can follow Newsmaker and listen to other broadcasts on demand by subscribing to the Radio On The Go podcast for free on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks for listening to today's Newsmaker program presented by your friends at First Bank Hampton, home of Nesteg. Tired of standing in line at the bank? Hi, this is Maria Seams with First Bank Hampton. Banking is now as easy as snap, tap, and deposit. Open your bank app, snap a photo of your check, tap a few buttons, and voila, your money is deposited into your checking account right away. No more rushing to the bank before closing time. No more waiting in line. With Mobile Deposit, you have the power of doing banking right in your pocket. Your time matters, and so does your money. Download the First Bank Hampton app today. Member FDIC. 